It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to Turnbuckles. I'm John Reinman, and my favorite journalistic screw-up is Geraldo Rivera finding nothing at all in Al Capone's vault. I'm Tommy Rico, and my favorite journalistic screw-up of all time was this weekend's media scrum at All Out. I'm Julie Harrison Harney, and my I can't believe so many top-tier news outlets did not fact-check this screw-up was when Deadspin's Timothy Burke and Jack Dickey discovered that Manti Teo's girlfriend did not exist. Well, just like the wrestlers are doing to the dirt sheets, uh, we're swerving you a little bit here. And uh, we're going to start off with AEW and sometimes why. AEW and sometimes why. This is huge that we're starting yeah, with I AEW. Yeah, I agree. And um, it's been on my uh, mind all day. And, um, you know, look, we've all read the rumors. We've all seen the video. And uh, we've heard the innuendo. You can draw your own conclusions. So let's just jump right into it. And, uh, you know, I know this, it was a, it was a tense weekend for, for old Tommy and I, and, uh, you know what? I don't fucking care. I fucking don't care. That's what you don't losers don't get is I don't fucking care. And I'm going to tell you my goddamn opinion right now. Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine and I don't fucking care (laughs) how much he denies it. (laughs) He did watch his mouth, watch his eyes, watch the goddamn reaction. You don't need a Zapruder film for that. He fucking did it. And everyone else can fuck off. But was it work spit or was it shoot spit? It was shoot spit. You goddamn, goddamn right it was. He gave his little rambling thing at the table. And then uh, Chris Pine made a face and he saw it. He saw the meme and he got back. He did a little, I will give him credit. Best spit I've ever seen. It was, it was very subtle. It was very sneaky. It's not like Bret Hart's uh, working spit. Yeah, I said working spit at the Montreal screw job. It was some good spit. And I'll tell you one thing. Don't bother going around and, and looking for, for any other excuses. Because that spit, it came from one direction. He worked himself into a spit, brother. I had to. I had to. Anyway, I've been at work all day. What else is new? What's going on? Oh, nothing. Um... So as of as of right now, you guys now, are texting me, I, but I don't look at my text. What's going on? I only look, I only look at my tweets from strangers. Uh, as of right now, AEW champion CM Punk uh, and the elite Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks will not be appearing on Wednesday night's Dynamite. Um, we know that for sure. <laughs> Wait, so who is going to be appearing on it? Did uh, everyone, everyone who quit else? SNL go to AEW all of a sudden? Everyone else. I. I don't know where Most we want to begin Senor with are gonna this. Are going to come in and win the battle royal? I mean, this this whole story literally goes back so far. We could do 
like the serial of wrestling podcasts on it alone. It's, it's getting a little it, Charlie Day for me. Yeah, it's it's getting beyond. I what need we can Tommy do. to draw me a map, I think. And I, <laughs> well, what I you know what to do just reach out to Sami Zayn. Yep. He can same do goddamn. This. I've never I you can't tell me that's not the same person. Same fucking person. <laughs> hey, by the way, did you know that uh, that uh, Peter Rosenberg and that other guy, Sam, uh, I can't think of his last name. The dude, the the two bald dudes with the the beards on the A&E documentary. Do you know those are two different guys? No. Yeah, it's two different guys. <laughs> Legit didn't know that. I'm not they're, even fucking around. They're like the WWE roster a few years ago when everyone had long hair and beards. <laughs> they kind of are. Yeah. Um, where so do we want up, man? So we can start. Why don't we start with Dynamite last week? Because that's so that there's the genesis of that there. There's a little Easter egg in Rampage, and then there's what happened at the All Out pay-per-view. So on Dynamite, John Moxley cut a promo in Chicago. There were dueling CM Punk and Moxley chants. Uh, and Moxley cut a much better promo by himself than with CM Punk in the ring with him, uh, including the line, fragile ego, fragile body, weak mind, weak spirit. Wait, it was Moxley a really cut good- a better promo about Punk without Punk there? Yes. Oh, man, I know it's a shocker. Well, so but it was a really good promo and he laid out an open challenge because he didn't have a match at all out because he won the championship uh, in a in a match before all out and didn't have anything scheduled. Uh, So backstage producer Ace Steele, who is also uh, Punk's one of Punk's best friends and his trainer, uh, ran out and snatched up the open contract and took it backstage Uh, later in the show. We have CM Punk's promo in front of his hometown, Chicago. There was no bombast in his entrance, hands in his pockets, looked real, real sober and sad. And Punk annihilates a heckler and then goes back to his very serious promo, laying doubt on his comeback and his surgical recovery. And then a steel comes back out and interrupts with. And by the way, I've never seen a steel before in my life, but he sounds like Tom Brady's trainer. Is that what I'm picturing here? Uh, I, well, eventually, Mysterious if Ace Steel is that, a felon, maybe. Yeah, um, so yeah. Ace Steel interrupts him with a really effective promo of his own. He dropped an unbelieved F-bomb on, on cable, on basic cable. Uh, fire, and by the way, they didn't bleep it on the West Coast either, which was interesting. Uh, but yeah, so he fired up the crowd and fired up CM Punk. Punk took the open contract, takes the crowd back, signs the contract. What is, it was an amazing segment. And it leads us to a John Moxley CM Punk world title match at All Out. Uh, Moxley did come back to run down Punk verbally, but it was way less effective. And it was by design because it was to show that, uh, you know, Mox is now a little bit rattled. Um, This was interesting to me on Rampage. Rampage ended with several things that would happen in real life in, in a mere couple of days. Uh, Rampage ended with a backstage fight, a multiple person melee that needed to be broken up, and Brian Danielson coming out to take exception to things that Chris Jericho said while he was at the commentary desk about Brian Danielson. So there were a lot of little Easter eggs there for what was to come. Um, You guys want to know about All Out? Because I watched every second of it. And so the all-out match... Yes, we can with, tell by your, your Cheesecake Factory menu that you again brought 
I, I could have filled a whole notebook on this week. See, it was oh, ridiculous. Oh, yeah, written by Jesus. That's what it says on there. Oh, wow, that's a thick book. Well, uh, we'll talk about Jesus later, but in a completely unrelated uh, segment. What? Um, wow, they're signing so, everybody. Yeah. CM Punk and John Moxley, undisputed championship match. Uh, Punk summoned his Chicago ma- magic. He had his Chicago tights on. He looked healthy, and he looked in good vintage. He had Describe Chicago and- tights to me. So he had the Chicago flag on his tights, but it, you know he's more normally what wears Chicago black. Flag? Like which the one? The Chicago flag, the 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 stars, the stars and the and the teal bars. But anyway, what Chicago? Yeah. Like what? Like Chicago the Cubs? has a flag, or like yeah. I mean, I prefer the California Bear flag, but you know, to each their own. You actually know the it's city. Just a picture and, of and, a deep dish and, pizza. And... <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just a picture it, of a deep dish pizza. God damn it! Well, it the, so the flag plays it plays into all Punk's logo. It's like it, every wow. everywhere you see punk stuff, okay. the yeah. flag appears. But anyway, high knees, elbow strikes. He looked real good. He uh, he had an early go to sleep for an almost near fall on Mox. Then Mox draws blood, opens up punk, and he ripped it, ripped and gouged at the wound. It was pretty pretty heavy gore. Which, by the way, for the rest of the pay per view, wasn't really in play. So good on AEW for putting on a pay-per-view that had great matches, and it was a phenomenal pay-per-view, if a bit too long and a little overbooked. But it was it was just basically all great matches, and there wasn't any gimmicks, and there wasn't any like, you know, crazy high spots where people could kill themselves. There wasn't any excessive gore. Um, but this was this got excessive because but Punk there wasn't any heavily. excessive Danhausen, which bumps me out a little. No, bit. and we'll talk about that. A little later, okay, too, because okay. we, we can't. And by the way, Julie, thank you. Thank you so much for sending me the uh, message from Dan House. And that, that totally made our week. And oh, it was awesome such a to delight, hear. Isn't he? He's so yeah, great. It, and it was it Who's was going to send a me a message now. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll see. Russo. Uh, Who I thought mean, that I would have exchanges with people on Twitter? And the pleasant one was with Vince Russo. Yeah, well, you guys were resp- respectable and we were nice hey, to each other. You're both East Coast guys. I am uh, the late and, night Russo. That is true. I am the Russo appara- of late night. He apparently read your bio and checked up on you a lot better than somebody else did. Um, but Bro. at any rate. Yeah. So Moxie attacked Punk's surgically repaired foot, which has been, uh, you know, that, that has been a running storyline throughout that his foot's bothering him. And, and that's what made him basically uh, lose the first match was that he was, he was tearing at that surgically repaired foot. Uh, Punk during the match was selling an injured elbow that it was hard to tell whether that was uh, shoot or work. Um, Mox bit Punk's bloody face to break up an anaconda vice, which was an interesting Hold move. Up. So you're telling me that there was on camera a bite that was part yeah. of a, sta- a stage sequence, Tom? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Something interesting. In mind here. Considering what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Punk kicked out of the move that beat him in the previous match, the Death Rider, mm-hmm. and Punk got the win and the belt with two go-to-sleeps. It was a total war, outstanding match, and the match ended, which, what, which by the way, both Moxley and Punk put on a show, and that should have been the story, except that earlier in the evening, there was the casino ladder match, which is kind of a hybrid of the Royal Rumble and the Money in the Bank match. Uh, and it's basically the same idea as Money in the Bank, where you get the chip above the ring. It's a big yes. poker chip, and that represents what the briefcase does. But performers come to the ring 
in the Royal Rumble style where they count it down. So you start with two and then you count down each new one. And then there is a mystery performer that comes out at the end, which is usually a debut. And the mystery performer that came out before the mystery performer came out, uh, a gang dressed all in black, hit the ring, beat everybody up. And one of the black clad members of this gang went up the ladder, grabbed the chip, pulled off his hat, his uh, hat and revealed it was Stokely Hathaway, who's a manager, uh, one of the best talkers in AEW. And then big loss for NXT WWE, by the way. Yep. He's a great talker and a great heel manager. Yeah, uh, very much in the old school mode. But so all Would of a sudden great the, with uh, the rumor, which was not true because he performed at the stand in New York City. And a friend told me that uh, he talked about it and denied it. Uh, that was that uh, Stokely supposedly was going to manage Omas in WWE. And that's not true because I was like, why the fuck would you turn that down? But fuck that, that would have been great shit. Yeah, well, so Stokely has been forming this Undertaker-Paul-Bearer kind of dynamic there. Stokely's so, like, charismatic, that would have been great. And it's like, I get the look-back thinking, but Stokely's doing great in AEW. Why would you turn that down, too, with Amos? doesn't make sense. Yeah, since we're on the tangent about Stokely, too, they did a good thing where, so he was paired with Jade, Jade Cargill. Mm -hmm. And very quickly, it was was noticed that, hey, you know, Jade doesn't need him. And they moved him. And that was that was fantastic for both performers because Jade really didn't need Stokely and Stokely could do something else. So now he's formed this big like Heenan family type group, which he just uh, he just got W. Morrissey, the debuting big cast, who I am so happy for. That guy had such serious personal problems. He shows up in AEW, looks like a bazillion dollars, looks like a completely new person. Politically, I don't know that we agree, but as a human being, um, got to meet him a couple times, I think in 2017. Yeah. And uh, a very nice guy. Yeah. And, and Enzo, he had such uh, a nice, I don't, I don't think you met him at a pushy, good time either. I will say. Did I ever yeah. tell you about, for story for another time, did I ever tell you about when uh, Enzo somehow ended up in Jimmy's SUV as we were leaving no. WrestleMania? No, yeah. but that, we have to say that a little too pushy one. for a picture. <laughs> Well, I don't think rate, he so, realized it was the leaving SUV. I thought he think he thought Jimmy was just like saying hi to somebody, but yeah, no, we were trying to leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, 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 and the funny thing is I brought that up when I was at WWE in uh, 19 and uh, I thought like someone's going to be like, yeah, bullshit. And two people were like, oh yeah, we heard about that. So somehow wow. it got back. So I don't know if Enzo told everybody himself or I don't know if, because I thought like I got, I was like, that can't be what happened. But no, apparently he almost got in our car and came back to our hotel with us. We could have used Boy, him that week. We needed more jokes. <laughs> John, it's, it's amazing that the, uh, the wrestling media didn't pick up on that one. Funny how that worked. The what now? The, oh, yeah. The wrestling media. You know, the wrestling journalists. Anyway. I'm hearing two words going together, and I, I'm sorry. It's like, <laughs> it's like toothpaste and orange juice to me. Not working out. Anyway, continue. Right, let's, get, let's get back to Stokely and his gang. So Stokely mm-hmm. reveals himself, and now here comes the Joker. In the match, a to masked person to the so, to most expensive song that AEW has paid for and may ever paid for, uh, comes to the ring to the Rolling Stones' "Sympathy for the Devil," and the Devil reveals himself. The Devil comes out. It's a guy in a very cool Devil mask that was somewhat reminiscent of an image that Bray Wyatt posted of a possible new mask. 
And if you go back and find it in Bray's Twitter, he tweeted an image that oh, looked very find. much like it. So, so is he going was, to AEW? Is this where we are now? Is this where you no. are in the Bray story? <laughs> no. <laughs> this is where we currently are? God so, damn it. So the devil goes to the ring. Stokely Hathaway presents the devil with the chip and they all walk off. So the devil is the winner of the match without having done anything and great teases moment. that he's going to yeah, teases Super that he's going to take like, off the I, mask. I don't know that I've seen anything quite like that, especially to unique. a fucking Rolling Stone song. And I was like, shit, this better be good. It went a little long. It could have been produced slightly better, but it was a great moment. And he teases that he's going to take off the mask. Doesn't goes out back. Ah, now Punk is in the ring with the AEW championship. And all of a sudden lights go black. We have a video package, but before the video package, we hear a voicemail in the dark. We hear a voicemail that is Tony Khan talking to a talent saying that that talent can doesn't have to sign a long-term contract, but uh, he'll pay whatever he needs to pay to come to all out and he'll put him in the uh, casino ladder match. And we cut to the video package of punk saying the greatest thing that the devil ever did was convince people he didn't exist. And the devil comes out and on the video package, you see that the devil unmasks, but you see a, it's a, a, a profile from the back shot from the back and then throws on a Burberry scarf and MJF comes out and it is deafening in Chicago. Hold CM Punk on, has wait just a second. Won the championship. Those people you were talking about a minute ago, Tom, I heard, I, I was reading that uh, they, AEW and MJF, they didn't talk anymore, that he was definitely nope. gone. He was yep. gone though, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I wonder who reported that anyway. So MJF is now mm. ostensibly the baby face to end all baby faces in AEW because I mean, to get the cheer that he got, in CM Punk's town, as CM Punk has just won a war against John Moxley, amazing end to an amazing pay-per-view, uh, and it was a pay-per-view that I paid for because I am a fan and not a grifter. Anyway, I digress. So after, can I ask after a question the, though? Okay, because yes, I think you're going to get to it. I have heard nothing about everything that you just said. You were out of the, the country. And the true, true, but I was still in the country at least. Yeah, the Julia UK. was the, last the other pay per view. I was the, the other pay per view. Which <laughs> Papa Shango'd it, and that's why it ended so weird. <laughs> there was going to be this great Julie run in, and they were like, oh, just fucking sing. Sing for 20 minutes for no reason. It's going to be great. We're going to ruin both your careers. <laughs> I've heard of nothing about that, which sounded great. The way you described it, it sounded awesome. And only about this press conference and the behind the scenes stuff, which. I don't know, good or bad. I'm not really making a justification of whether it's good or bad. I don't care. I think Chris Jenner is now employed by AEW, is my theory, and she is she's running things back there and just getting <laughs> well, as much news pickup as possible. By the way, Julie, uh, props Bro, to you. That's for, a reference for the casuals. Uh, I like you. <laughs> Pop culture. Bro. Um, Me too, for the record. I I have to laud you for saying the proper terminology. You said press conference. That's what it was. They called it a media scrum. Now, when I heard a media, media scrum, scrum, I was like, what is yeah, this? Is this like how they start is, XFL games? Do they well, like throw that, the a media scrum is that's like down the field like and you when, have to go tackle each other for it? Yeah, a media scrum is when there's a, a huge story 
and there are like police set up because there's going to be a crush of reporters. And that's a media scrum. A media scrum is a bunch of people rushing towards a story and only like three or four people get answered. And then somebody has to get into a police car. It's hence not, the word scrum. Right. It, it's just it. A lot of, lot of confusion about language yeah. from supposedly well, smart people. And so then when you call language, them on it, weird, they go away. Yeah. Speaking of language. Uh, so this I watched bits and pieces of it. And then the more that the, I mean, eventually the whole thing basically was released online. But uh, CM Punk, it, this was an NC-17 rated uh, press conference. I think that it may have set a F-bomb record. He did it with somebody? Kind. What's that? He did it with some, How do you get NC-17? What? It was like an eyes I wide mean, shut thing? You, you used to be able to get one of those for language, believe it or not. Hmm. Um, it was wild. So CM Punk has been stewing over a promo by Hangman Adam Page that invoked the concept of maybe CM Punk was burying uh, Colt Cabana, uh, Scott Colton, at AEW. Now, first Boy, of all, really who is, did him really is yeah. This is just no. summing up a Bravo show. At this yeah, point, no one, no one this has reminds me of when my ex would describe to me after three hours of writing jokes for getting a man, a grown up to tell 10 of them as a team that uh, everything that just happened with Beverly Hills housewives and just being like, and then at the end, me just going, who the fuck's related to Paris Hilton? Well, and, and that's, that's why this thing is so ridiculous. Cause it's so layered. It, inv- it's old and new and goes back in time and goes way off the rails. But punk, I'll leave it to people to listen to. It is worth the listen. It is just straight fire from a guy who knows how to express himself and isn't afraid. And however you feel about CM Punk, I'm a fan. I understand that as far as if I could pick coworkers who were easy to work with, he would probably be on the bottom of the list. But I'm a huge fan. And you're a stand-up comedian. I love, but I love what he stands. I, I love what he as a person, as a human being stands for is he yeah. just, he takes no shit. He, he needs nothing from anyone and he does whatever the fuck he wants. And he, you know where you stand with him. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I, rare. I, think, I think that he, he's probably not the easiest person to work with, but if you like making money, Probably a great guy to work with. Mm-hmm. And so he, he made some allegations as far as the EVPs of the company. Now, the executive vice presidents used to be Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson. Now, we know that one of them is gone. So just uh, to Co- clarify, when he says EVPs, he means they actually did man- like legitimate management work at the company can you compare who that would be at wwe for me bruce no because no well no but because no con, like no contracted well, wrestler is, EVP, is that high he? in management bruce is an evp isn't he probably but the I mean, thing he's is, is, be. is he, it, the, julie isn't he person of command in yeah, these days? i would say so, so i would yeah, say so like be. bruce paul Heyman, michael hayes like that no but michael i mean hayes like when we were that. there no. Honestly, no. I think I think it's mostly a, I don't think they're involved in production as much as they're involved. Like I know I know Kenny Omega is involved with the video game production and I know that they're involved they're basically the booking committee with Tony, with Tony Khan. They have tremendous influence over Tony. I know Tony is the the final say, 
but they have tremendous sway because they're basically when Tony put together the company with his family's money, Matt, Nick Jackson, uh, Kenny Omega and Cody were basically the guys that they leaned on like, okay, let's put together a wrestling company. You guys are wrestlers. Mm. Let's do this. So Bruce is listed as exec on his LinkedIn, at least. God damn, they never lie. Um, <laughs> I just looked up Bruce Pritchard on LinkedIn. Should I try? Should I try to add him? Who the fuck is this? Uh, <laughs> Bruce is listed as executive director, so maybe not. Yeah, but I mean, I doubt Bruce is taking much time to update his LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if he's so person saying, commanding, are, so gorilla, are these the number twos behind the scenes? More or less. Yeah, I mean, it's it, the same. But it's it, so it's a click of guys that also includes Hangman Page. But here's the thing. Yes. Let me point out that Tony Khan has taken a lot of heat over the last six months plus because he has kind of weeded those guys out of the creative process. No one's really denied that. And yep. I don't think anyone's really confirmed or denied that that's one of the reasons Cody left. I mean, am I wrong? Does, hasn't Tony Khan gone on the record many times saying he writes all TV and creative himself? I don't know that he's gone that far, but he's, def- I, he's definitely he writes the, the shows. I know that. Yeah. I mean, so, sorry, let me let me continue. But my point continue is just yeah. my, my, I just want to set yeah, this go. up because in terms of, OK, your title's EVP. But if Tony's taken control of all the creative, you can have whatever title you want. And I don't know how much Tony like. You could be EVP, and that doesn't yeah, mean you're still EVP. Yeah, I agree, John. That's my question, is the how last much month, is this I was, a... Yeah. I mean, the last month I wrote for Fallon, I was head monologuer. I wasn't doing the job, though. Yeah. Like, just because you still have the title. It's just because they need to transition it to someone else or whatever. Yeah, that's my question, is how legitimate is EVP? I guess, I guess based on what you're saying, Tommy, is it may be legitimate, because it sounds to me like what CM Punk is insinuating is that the EVPs let Hangman Page say whatever he wanted in that pro- that promo, right? And, and, and they shouldn't so have. Is what I'm picking up. Most, on. Okay. Yeah. Well, was it the most scathing promo in the world? No, but it wasn't worked out with Punk beforehand, and it and it invoked a guy that Punk has been in litigation with. I sent you both the Forbes oh. article. Okay. So that lawsuit when Col- when uh, so Colt Cabana had a very popular wrestling podcast. And CM Punk, when he left WWE, ostensibly for good, he dished mm. dirt on there. And I it see. involved him working hurt and it involved the WWE doctors clearing him to work, even though he had a major staff infection and was really, really sick. Um, so WWE sued. And so it basically sued for what you know, he said on that podcast. Yeah. Yes. So and be so, careful, everybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we then, were going to get to, as Tom pointed out earlier, there may be some people Tom and I got kind of mixed up in who may be on the receiving end. So we don't want to give them anything that they could use as collateral, which is why we're be- being a little safer than you. But at any rate, Punk went ballistic during this interview, and it's, it's something to behold. Um, there were a couple of things that, should be highlighted. One of them was that he explained the entire saga of Colt Cabana and CM Punk. I don't know how he did it. He did it in less time than we've talked about this, but he basically <laughs> explained exactly what happened and that he has all the receipts and all the proof. So you told and, me and you said, there's a part in this that you're going to go for. I knew exactly. I go, is it that he held on to all the fucking evidence? You went, yep. 
Yeah, there you go. Yep, and they were about to subpoena Colt's mother because Colt Colt's mother shares a bank account with Colt Cabana. Mrs. Cabana? Oh no! What's her first name? uh, Poor Marsha Cabana. Marsha Cabana. Her name was Marsha. (laughs) She lent some money. So after after spitting straight fire for what seemed like hours, but was probably only about fifteen minutes, uh, he closed it with, and this is a direct quote. Please be more responsible with the news you get from certain people. And just remember, we're human beings. I'm, I'm just you. smiling right now. Yep. So that was Punk and Punk leaves. Now, Punk, there are... Vi- and I don't want to source anybody anymore because the wrestling journalists over the course of this weekend have been so outrageously irresponsible just saying shit left and right i hope someone Tom, else are you gets... talking about when someone was supposed to be covering nxt and instead uh they were tweeting with me and you while i was yeah, just God. drinking a lemonade at a six-year-old's you know, birthday party my daughter yeah, was no, at. nothing else was going on in the wrestling world at the time but um, somehow it was still tweeting full tweets about nxt while dming yep. both of us and tweeting at both of us hey yep. you know what we don't want to mention this name we don't want to mention this person's name because as i said i fear they may get litigious but I have good news for you, everybody. I happen to know somebody who's very good at coming up with names that you can use for pseudonyms. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another edition of Sadie Names Them. All right, Sadie, you're very good at naming wrestling characters. Uh, this is Sean. What's his new name? Sean Taco Chuck. Sean Taco. <laughs> Sean Taco Truck. Okay, thank you, Sadie. All right, thank you very much, Sadie. Okay, so, um, so Sean Taco Truck is who we're referring to. That's his new name. Yes. Just like when you come to Stanford and you gotta change, you gotta change your name on our on the Turnbuckles podcast. Good old, good old Paywall Taco Truck. Paywall um, Taco. Paywall Taco Truck. Mm. Bear Bearcat Lee. Paywall Taco Truck. So there's a lot of things that could have happened in that room. None of the people who were in that room seem to be talking. But a lot of sources say things. Um, the story that's going out. All the sources been... are from within AEW, though, right? Yeah, it's interesting. But I'm just, I, no, I'm not being smug here, believe it or not. I'm, I just want to be clear. All the sources are from, as they would say, inside the house, correct? Correct. Okay. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Just, I, if you want to get so technical, there's not one person. So you have a media. Oh my God. And that media scrum and all that chaos of the scrum of the media. Oh, you know me, Tom, I'm a media guy. I should know yep. better. Shout yep. out to Ted Gruber in Chicago. I hope you get a media job back. Ted, Ted I mean, Gruber. Be- you sound like a fucking Will Ferrell character from 2001. <laughs> my name's to Ted be- Gruber. I like to bowl on Sunday afternoons. Fuck you, Ted. <laughs> But anyway, in all that chaos of the the scrum, there was no 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 one happened to leak, sneak backstage. I wow. mean, I I happen to think that Larry the dog, CM Punk's dog, may be the source on all this. And, <laughs> I mean, he's he's not an AEW talent as far as we know, although he did appear Larry on camera. Larry the dog is all elite. Yep. So Larry it could be Larry the dog, or, or Ace Steel's wife, one or the other. Um, but yeah, so. In the room where it happened, supposedly we have CM Punk, who, by the way, has not showered, is covered in his own blood, and that has doesn't just mean he hasn't ju- showered. 
No. Well, <laughs> he has devoured. You don't live your life a, like me, pal. He devoured muffins while torching the elite on the microphone. He was eating muffins. He's eating muffins. From, I didn't see that part. That yeah, was so he funny. was I he was that. just <laughs> he was <laughs> absolutely murdering muffins and then gave a shout out to his favorite bakery that made the muffins and uh, told so cool. people, but don't go there on Monday or Tuesday because they're closed. I love that. That should be a new great. thing. They always have like the Gatorade bottles on the table. Yeah, that's how, that's how you get some more sponsorship. Eat your favorite pastry while you chew somebody out. Like I thought he was eating a whole cake. It was the, he was just. I got a lot of problems with you people. Brought to you by Cinnabon. it. So so a a a muffin filled uh, AEW champion CM Punk is in the locker room with Ace Steel, his trainer, who seems, if I may say so myself. A bit unhinged. He's the F-bomb on live TV, guys. Dexter Loomis unhinged? Uh, no, because that's kayfabe unhinged. He seems mm, okay. a, little, a little touched. But uh, this but, isn't. This is definitely real. So here's where I don't want to lay blame because I do like all the performers involved. I love punk, and I, do, I have grown to enjoy Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. I really have. The problem here is, so punk did say during his pipe bomb press conference if you have a fucking problem come out back and talk to me let's go and so he opened that door here's where the evps went wrong all three went in one guy goes in you do not come in house of fire three dudes on one and so there was that's soprano shit that's how they got rid of big pussy on the boat yeah i mean so Omega's the biggest star of the three of them. Technically, he's the former world champion. So he should go in and have and go in with the expectation to talk. But no, all three of them went in. Words were exchanged. And again, it's sources say so whatever. Punk supposedly threw the first blow. Again, all from AEW. Yes. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode of Turnbuckles is brought to you by DraftKings. Football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for Week 1, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win, If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. MMA fans, don't forget about the huge fight happening in Las Vegas this Saturday. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TURNBUCKLES to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code TURNBUCKLES only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. 
From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I got a quick thing. So this just happened a little bit ago when we went on the air. Uh, let's call them fruitful exclusive. Um, so it says here they were able to, oh boy, they're able to ob- obtain new details from those close to punk and ace steel. Hmm. And here's what it says. Young bucks were said to have approached punk's locker room. And when he didn't answer the door, they pounded the door and then allegedly kicked the door down. That's what I'm reading to you right now. So since we went on and started taping this, all of a sudden, a little bit of backtracking. Yep. I heard CM Punk. Someone I saw, I saw that someone said CM Punk threw the first punch and started the whole thing. But yep. now some- I'm seeing a fruit, fruitful exclusive say that uh, the door was kicked down. That is yep. something I did not hear. And I that mean, came even- from, again, AEW. Also, I, big- I, I want to I also just note that... Um, uh, it wasn't a muffin. It was actually a cupcake. So we Thank do you, need to. <laughs> Are we? Okay. Thank All right. So I was half right. I thought it was a cake. Then thought it was a muffin. It's somewhere in between. Top of the muffin. Because a muffin is just cake. A muffin is just breakfast cake. Tom, we're um, going to fight about this next week. We don't have time today. <laughs> don't give me any of your hot dog sandwich bullshit. At any rate. Uh, by the way, that same uh, source where you can get uh, good cantaloupes, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Fruitful. A lot of melons. Uh, they reported then, and, and it was then shared by Sportskeeda, our friends at Sportskeeda. Um, <laughs> we heard from a lot of people at Sportskeeda, and yo, they were very thank you-ish. And Sportskeeda, so by the way, you to them as well. Smartly, this is, I must point this out, smartly put this under rumors mm-hmm. with a big red bar. Rumors, uh, CM Punk has a possible torn peck slash shoulder slash bicep as a result of the backstage fight with the elite. And John, I can't tell you how much it hurts to tear your torn peck, your, your peck shoulder bicep. It really, really hurts when you do that. You it can hur- tell me because that is not something I see happening. It's very painful source, source stinging. It is very dude. The other day I was lifting, I was lifting, getting ready to write some jokes about Chris Christie and Oh boy, fucked up my arm. So I, I I think we can safely put you in the camp that this is a, a work. Um, I'm still not sure, but so I think Montreal is a work. Mi- I, I have, fucking I said have that missed, before. Yeah. I think everything's a work. I've seen things, everything from news to comedy variety to script. It, it's all fucking work. Well, Sorry. so let's, let's, let's throw the other rumors in there. And again, these are rumors that have been reported on by multiple, multiple outlets. Uh, but they are just rumors as no one in the room can confer this. But, um, so Ace Steel apparently swung a chair and hit one of the Jacksons, uh, blackening their eye. And Again, then per bit, AEW sources. Yeah. And then bit Kenny Omega. Per AEW um, sources. Sorry. Wait, let's go back. Bit somebody. Yes. Wasn't there another bite during the show? Oh, yeah. John Moxley. Yeah. Okay. Bit punk. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. 
You'd think if you're throwing chairs, you wouldn't need to bite somebody. Doesn't mean that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I just I've never heard someone be like, there was a wild baseball attack. And then he also licked everybody to make sure he really got him. I, I hate this because the wrestling on the show was phenomenally good, but I totally understand that this has I brought enjoy this story a gigantic too, spotlight. Yeah, well, it's it's brought a gigantic spotlight on a company that needed one. Yeah. Um, AEW no is first in our rundown today, and that is the first time it has happened. Do you yep. know how much that hurt me to do that, by the way? To go, oh, God damn it. All right. The fucking Tom show. I'll put it first. Well, you've pledged to watch the show like three days later, which <sighs> I, I don't think you've it, ever yeah, done that. tomorrow or Thursday. Yeah. Again, probably tomorrow, a, yeah. a little overbooked and a little too long, but I already saw I the know, devil thing and that was fucking amazing. It was. It, it was awesome. It, I mean, so there were the only real low spots were, and this is also unconfirmed, but Jungle Boy and Christian ended in a schmoz where Jungle yeah. Boy came out and was attacked by Luchasaurus. Word is that supposedly Christian was too hurt to participate yep. and needed so that they had, it was basically a quick squash. It was like, you know, they were in and out of the segment in like four minutes. Um, and the, uh, unfortunately the, the Jade Cargill Athena match, uh, could have been a little bit better, but they had the most unenviable spot. They had to follow the trios tournament finals. And that was just bananas. Good. Because that was the elite and Kenny Omega. You kept versus- texting me though about the acclaimed. Yeah, you would nonstop. I got like ten messages from you, and I kept saying the same thing. I'm with a five year old. Yeah, who not interested? No, and you, <laughs> watching and you do not Ghostbusters want- and a, might as well just give me the finger when I brought up <laughs> you, wrestling. You and don't you kept want. Going, Okay, well, anyway, here's what you're missing. Thank, thanks, man. Thanks, pal. Yeah, I had to cringe while the eight-year-old had to listen to uh, Scissor Me Daddy Ass and Max Caster's rap on, <laughs> explain, on a pay-per-view. Wait, what's going on? Explain this to me. You said, yeah, we got to bring up scissoring on the show. What? So the acclaimed, I always saw them as a good team that was fairly over. Uh, but now with the addition of... Billy Gunn, who has left his sons and now manages the acclaimed, somehow they've made that work. And Billy Gunn is now over at almost 60. And it's funny because the acclaimed really are an attitude era gimmick. I mean, they're they're rapping with naughty lyrics and they. Uh, they, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so they, they, they come to the ring and they had to face Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. Yeah. Who are both over and both great workers. And somehow quickly it went from, hey, we're happy to see all four of these guys to, hey, we want the acclaimed to murder <laughs> Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. And there was chance of, oh, scissor me, daddy, and all kinds of, because the, so the acclaimed, their, their like too sweet hand motion thing is the scissor for whatever wow. reason, but it works for them and they've gotten it over. Yeah. And so mid match, Keith Lee, who is one of the most lovable wrestlers on the planet, and Swerve Strickland started to turn to heelish tactics because they could feel, hey, crowds on their side. The crowd's been making up their own minds in both promotions, I might say, and it's been really fun to watch, and it's been really exciting. It was a wonderful choice. I want to point the other. I don't know. Again, this is just something Triple H said, but he said, if you book it like a fan, you can't go wrong. Yep. And And I thought about that, and I was like, shit. Heyman always said that too. And it was all, you know, it was hard getting things through Congress as he would say, but yeah, it's like, 
if you if you know you're gonna like this, watch it. That's what that's what the TV is nowadays. Yeah, but you know? Keith Keith Lee in particular, who I I always appreciate his work. He's so likable, and he seamlessly transitioned to evil bad guy so effectively. And uh, so Angelo Bowen selling his knee injury. Keith Lee was nailing his partner Swerve because they've had problems. Billy Gunn making <laughs> yeah. his presence at ringside. Two and three quarter near falls all over the place. Mm-hmm. And a bonkers double team finish on Bowen's where the champs retain and then show respect at the end. But it that match I had no expectations for. And it was bananas good. Banana. Banana. So it, it was sounds just a to great me pay-per-view. like one of the old Hardys versus Edge and Christian kind of matches where it's just like that chemistry. You go in and you're like, yeah, this is a mid card match pre tables, ladders and chairs. And then it's just like, holy shit. These guys are great well, together. AEW does tag team wrestling better. And I don't think uh, Lee and Swerve are a long term tag team. They're definitely going to be split up and split off into a feud for but sure. Why? Just because of the be- well, because they've been teasing it. They keep hitting each other. And there's there's tension between them. I'd like to so, see you know something you know something. Uh, I'm going to do something I don't think anyone's ever done on a pod, wrestling podcast. I'm going to invoke Simon and Garfunkel, and I'm going to say you know what I've always wanted to see a tag team that a long term tag team. I'm talking years, not a rock and sock thing. I want to see a long term tag team that genuinely hates each other, but they keep teaming up as a tag team because they're so great. Has that ever been done? Isn't that? I mean, in storyline, not in real and, life. Yeah. The well, John rock mentioned and, rock and sock, but oh, that did, was, sorry. yeah, but that but was for I, like a couple weeks. Yeah. That, those were some I, of the funniest interactions. I've oh, ever don't bring seen. that up to Bruce. Why not? Dude, 17 over big deal. Everyone loved it. That segment's still going Bruce on. Say, it ran 17 minutes long. And I found it hilarious. I thought it was some of the best comedy WWE has ever done. Well, it was a, it was a show that I think might have been live. Either way, whatever. It's live to tape, and I just know that. I mean, I've sat next to someone who's had to mark time off a show when my shit's gone long, oh. and I know that uh, feeling. And Bruce, from his telling of the story, had to chop 17 minutes off of that episode of SmackDown, which Got is it. only two hours long. Got it. Yeah, that that does put you in quite a deal with a lot of bro. I get that. But what's the big deal? We got his teacher. It was great. There was a cake, bro. Um, AEW Dynamite Wednesday at eight on TBS. AEW Rampage Friday at ten on TNT. And now it's time for oh gosh, the Raw recap. Raw recap. So let's just talk about Clash at the Castle. If we get to Raw, we get to it. Here's what I want to say, just real quick. Some great matches. I thought the crowd was fantastic. Yeah, I saw some positive texts from you, John, while I was in Edinburgh. Yeah, it was fun. You did, right? You, I positive text? Yeah, positive text. No, I'm a bad. I only say negative things. That's what everyone says. No, I think you seem to really enjoy it. No, you seem to really accept. I was enjoying it. And then I had gone. I, I, here's what I'll say. Yeah, go. Um, I thought that uh, Edge's entrance legit gave me goosebumps because I think we all remembered in that moment. Oh, my God, this is the first time he's been back to uh, this part of the world since he's been back. And also the first time in his long career that he's gotten to do this kind of pay-per-view. He came along well after SummerSlam 1992. It was amazing. It was getting to see a legend live 
live out a dream, which you rarely get to see. And uh, that really got me. I thought the Dominic turn was fantastic for something we all knew that was coming. We'd said for weeks, man, when they pull the trigger on this, it's got to be amazing. And they, they got him. And it was all about location, location, and location. Is that in the UK, I think those people were, it's different. It's, it's, a, it's the Ted Lasso crowd. They're still believing father and son. They're going to work on they, they're not as skeptical as us asshole Americans. And boom, they did it. It was perfect. And oh, what a, what a clothesline. Um, then we get to the, uh, the main event. And boy, oh, what a match. You had run-ins left and right. It was amazing. Uh, I'm going to use another name that's never been on an, uh, a wrestling podcast. It was a Neil Simon play. There were so many effective entrances and exits. Uh, I loved what they did with uh, Austin uh, Theory. Is he Austin Theory again? He's getting his name back, right? He is Austin Theory. It's that Austin has been Theory. confirmed. I love what they did with him. I loved, I'm not going to say it because it's going to set you off. Just let me make my point. I loved when he got punched by someone that was in the crowd. Who I, I got worked. I was like, oh, he's just there as a fan. I love that sequence. Didn't mind the Uso thing. Okay. I was, I was, again, very impressed with the UK crowd who knew who he was. That was unless it was Kevin Dunn going ah, and being the police academy guy. They seem to pop. Okay, a couple weeks back on Raw, and we we really enjoyed this. There was a reference made to Nathan Fielder on Monday Night Raw. Correct? We all remember that. Now I love Nathan Fielder. I love that they were allowed to make a Nathan Fielder reference. I love that Nathan Fielder is now part of the WWE timeline and universe. I don't know that I would have let Nathan Fielder book the finish to a pay-per-view. <laughs> oh my I, I I know I'm gonna sound like an old head ego maniac what, what, what am I Tommy I'm a I'm a clout I'm a clout trolling vampire yes oh, the, you want clout yeah I want clout and, I, and I'm a vampire <laughs> I'm a vampire I know yep. that I, I can't I have to ask other people if my bow tie is on the right way because I can't see my reflection but I would not have had Nathan Fielder book. The Im- imagine paper. being an adult person and okay. claiming that you have clout and your name is not Beyonce. Like what is wrong with you? I have clout. You are trying to vampirize. A lot of people like tacos. Clout. A lot of people like trucks. I guess so. Anyway, well, that's my, that's all I have. Not to say the guy who the, punched the Austin the theory, but was, that's another story. Flash at the castle was shutter Island to me. It was, Oh, I'm hooked. This might be my new shining. And then at the end it was, People throwing shit at the screen at a theater in Boston. Do you see That's any potential the, for long-term booking here? Was that uh, done? I just feel like, and also Drew being like, oh, well, what the fuck? You lost in your hometown? I mean, I, uh, I've seen politicians that didn't even want to win. I've seen Mitt Romney sell a loss better than Drew was allowed to, because you know Drew can perform. And the fact that he had to stand there and act like, a karaoke singer. I met Drew McIntyre twice. I met him in late night, where late night world. I met him backstage at the show. Such a nice guy, willing to do anything, and it just pissed me off that he had to stand there and do that. And Tom, I'm gonna let you take it away. What's your positive? Gunther Sheamus, man. Yeah. Oh, that was an absolute banger. Very happy for Sheamus that he got that kind of match in the UK. Uh, so slightly surprised that Gunther wasn't as over as I thought he'd be in the UK, considering he's a Euro talent. He's a heel. Uh, but what a what a match! He's and a heel he is, who bullies his heater, you know. But he's a pure heel. 
And WWE has so few of those. And what a match. Just hard-hitting. Sheamus looked like he absolutely got run through. He looked like he got run through a printing press. Yeah. Like he was just all smashed up and, and chewed up. And, and it was a great match. And you have an intercontinental champion in Gunther. And you have a U.S. champion in Bobby Lashley, where both of those guys should be and could be world champions. So just I want to bring up great. real quick. So I think there was a lot of speculation going around again about the fiend coming back at the end of that pay-per-view, which is why I literally sat there like I was down to my last strike being like, Please, come on, hit, hit this one. And um, so there was a story. This whole thing that got us, got us going with taco truck uh, was a story that came out about Velveteen Dream. And so then I went, look, I talked to the writer for Sports Key, a very nice guy, Danny Hart. And he listens to us. He likes us. So hi, Danny. Um, hi to you. Hi to uh, Kev and everyone over there. Um, but anyway, they, he said, no, he was very polite and humble. And he said, no, I, I reported it. But I reported it from watching an interview with Vince Russo and this other guy, Dr. Chris Featherstone, well-regarded uh, interviewer. And he did this interview with EC3. And so I thought, do we reach out to Chris Featherstone and just be like, I don't know if he'd come on, but like, be like, um, hey, um, you know, that, uh, you know, it's, what's it like to break a story like that? But then I read somewhere that, like, I don't even know if this is true. I'm saying this right now. I don't know for sure if this is true. I'll Google it while you guys are talking. But then they attributed the Bray rumor to Dr. Chris Featherstone. And Tom, it was like you said, I was right back in circles where I was like, wait a minute. Does anyone know anything? <laughs> like, I was like. Even the people I want to root for, I'm like, wait, what else did you report? I'm reading the Sports Kita article right here. Uh, Leonard Surau, I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, Dr. Chris Featherstone, he has links to everything. Well, that's reporting. Ask follow-up questions. You say, can I, if I can't put your name, can I use your statement on record? If I can't use your statement, can I use it as background? You don't just go, oh, secret? Okay, never mind. Bye-bye. I mean... Yeah, you know, remember when the Watergate guy said, oh, oh, well, we'll go home. Anyway, they have links here in Sportskedia. And yeah, Dr. Chris Featherstone has reported on his Pancakes and Power Slams podcast. Well, it's better. Yeah, we're <laughs> turnbuckles. Who am I to fucking talk? So that Bray is Bray Wyatt is set to make his WWE return at Clash at the Castle. And then this is Chris Featherstone is quoted here on Sportskedia. This is news I received from a source within WWE. Now, of course, <laughs> here we go. Things are subject to change, weatherman. And this is inf information that I'm receiving. This isn't something that I am like, this, this is my favorite part. This isn't something that I am like, this is going to happen, but this is a reputable source with, within WWE. Then <laughs> the next sentence, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> what? Right now... <laughs> The plan is for Jesus Christ is whoever's writing Bailey's promos talking, writing for Chris Featherstone right now. The plan is for Bray Wyatt to return at clash in the castle with an immediate storyline for the title. And then interestingly enough, his theme song, they've been working on his theme song for a while and it's said to be really, really good. It seems, and he goes on and talks it's about just anyway, Barney that's, the dinosaur. that's the guy who got the actual information out of EC three. And I'm like, Oh dude, let's talk to that guy. And then he's also the guy that said, Bray's coming back. He's got a new song. Yeah, there was a song at the end of the pay-per-view. There were two, actually. It was uh, American Pie and Sweet Caroline or whatever the fuck it was. I don't know, man. Just like, 
I'm just, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's like the people you want to believe. The people you're like, oh, wow, good get. I wonder what's up with that guy. And then you go and you're like, ah, oh, he said fucking what? I mean, when, when a, you say sources say, people have just figured out you can say whatever wild you can shit you want. anyone I, in the press and they're going to run it for clicks. By the way, well, little other bit of information. PSA, just because you blocked someone, because you, you ducked out of an argument, when they called you and they put you in a corner and said, can you answer this? Yes or no. Just because you blocked someone, they still have your DMS forever. Don't need to screenshot that shit. I learned that the other day. And, uh, I know for a fact that they make money based on how many clicks their stories get. Apparently someone over there at uh, fruitful dot exclusive pass that along to me as a way to def- the way to prove themselves. Right. So I don't know. I think did, that's did you pay the five dollars, of- John? Five? No, no, I wouldn't. I would sit down for free and watch it on uh, TV like a person. Like you know, I don't. I don't remember anyone running a uh, Walking Dead dirt dirt sheet. I don't remember anyone running a Better Call Saul dirt sheet and and making a living off of that. I don't, or allegedly making a living. I'd sit down on my ass and watch it on TV. Oh, what's going to happen? You go to the show. I'm going to get you. No, you won't. Cause I'm going to watch it on TV. I'm going to listen to Michael Cole. He's been better than ever lately for like six months. Sorry. Well, can, can we circle back to Bray? Uh, yes. let's talk, uh, let's talk about actually talented he's not people on the show yet. Yeah, he's Tom, not, no, I, I refuse no, to talk here's, about him until he's on the show. This true, is ridiculous. Here's, here's my problem. If he showed up, on SmackDown this week. What impact could he possibly have? This is, here are the debuts during the Triple H era and just before. Tommaso Ciampa, Imperium, which is now Gunther, Ludwig Kaiser, and Giovanni Vinci. So that's three people. Damage Control, which is the re-debut of Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. That's three people. Karrion Cross and Scarlet Bordeaux. Solo Sokoa joins the bloodline. Braun Strowman shows up and just shits all over the tag division. <laughs> By the way, way to that build strong. Laugh. Yeah, See, yeah, way to build strong to, tag teams you, again. Bruce has a walkie-talkie in his pocket that goes, <laughs> and once a week he does one thing that the walkie-talkie tells him to do. Yeah, that was a very Vince thing. Yep. Dexter Loomis, Johnny Gargano, Hit Row. That's three more people. Ashante the Adonis. Top Dalla and B Fab. What the fuck? I just, want your, I just want Lorenzo to hear you saying that someday. He's at soccer practice. I <laughs> Top Dalla and B Fab. How how are we supposed to care about anything when we have not? We're WWE fans are drinking from the fire hose now. So it's there's no and and the only debuts that people really wanted. Or re-debuts were Sasha and Naomi and Bray Wyatt. And we've gotten fuck all everyone else. Like everybody else has shown up. And it's it's bananas. It's it, it is it's beyond the pale when they have brought back all these people. What are you gonna do with them? What are you gonna do with all these people that you're building up right now? What are you gonna do with Sami Zayn when you got 50 other people that just showed up? What are you gonna okay. do with I mean like Kevin Owens is over, but is he over enough? to get over all these other 50 people that just showed up. It's too much. They just went crazy kids in candy store and it doesn't work. Well, I just want to point out something I've, I've been texting you guys about 
And uh, it comes from uh, looking up when Trick or Treat is, as a matter of fact, with my daughter. Uh, thank you, Sadie, for your contribution uh, earlier. Um, what night does Raw air on USA? I think Monday Night Raw airs on Mondays. You know what night <laughs> of the week Halloween is this year? Ah. I, guys, I'm not playing this game I think we'll anymore. go out on that because we're I'm about out of time. I'm not playing this game. If you're wrong, I'm if done. If you want to see. I'm done. If, if you want to see. If Dominic finally gets rid of his, uh, and I can say this, New Hampshire haircut in the Judgment Day. If you want to see if uh, Miz and Dexter Loomis writes itself out of a corner or if it's another Heidenreich Michael Cole thing. Ugh, and if it is, holy shit. Uh, Monday Night Raw airs at 8 on USA. Right now, SmackDown airs Friday on Fox at 8 p.m. And I think, guys, that does it for this very spirited edition of Turnbuckles. Thank you for listening. Uh, please subscribe, review, give us a nice five-star rating. Tick our talk while you're at it at, t- at Turnbuckles Pod. And on that note, Tommy, see you, Buckleheads. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.